0: Hello, everybody. It's Tom Shauncey here, and I'm back again to talk about The Spiritual Businessman. One of the things that I wanted to share with everybody is that uh, over the years, I've learned to work with spirit and my sensitivity as I uh, go about my daily business opportunities. And many of us think of business as really being uh, dog-eat-dog or, you know, as full-on competition. When in fact, it's really an opportunity to be of service. And, uh, if you don't fit with the, what you feel your service is right now and you're, you're bored and you're not enthusiastic, it's really, uh, a great idea to start looking at how can you find more meaning? And usually it's through, for me, it's been through a spiritual type awareness. So that's how I see things, uh, being practical when it comes to all this spiritual stuff. Uh, business is a great way of dealing with all sorts of people. So, you know, when we're in social, we tend to, uh, work with people that we like or be party with those that we, you know, enjoy being around. And sometimes in business, you know, we have to work with people that, uh, we don't particularly, we wouldn't necessarily hang out with you know, if we were in our social situations. So it's a great way to meet a broad uh, level of consciousness or experience of consciousness, you know, across uh, the population, you might say. So, uh, and it's an opportunity for people to share their spiritual thrust on a broad Mm -hmm. scale. So I wanted to read an excerpt from, A book called You, Your Purpose, and Your Intuition that uh, we have available for free. I'll I'll put a link in the notes below. It's a short, little compact book, and it gives people an orientation as to uh, some of these ideas that I have about being a soul with a physical body, having that natural psychic abilities or spiritual gifts. There, we refer to them as, as, you know, there's four types. You've heard me share about those before, many of you. Uh, There's what we call prophecy. Vision, intuition, and feeling, and uh, those four gifts uh, tell us a lot about how we perceive life and also how we communicate to others and By being aware of those four gifts, you can communicate more clearly and more effectively you know to each other. In fact, I just had an incident this morning in working with Teresa where we were talking about uh, when was the best time to record a podcast and uh, about her daily schedule. And it's very interesting because I think in pictures, my first gift is a gift of vision. And her first gift is a gift of intuition. So let me just say that Teresa is a born leader. And when she thinks in words or has an understanding and uh, is very directed, you know, so like I say, the intuitives are natural born leaders. And She's told me about the schedule that we have for releasing some of the social media sound bites and uh, announcing to people on uh, our email list, you know, what we're talking about this week. And she's told me this a number of times. And for some reason, it just doesn't sink in with me or hadn't sunk in. And as we were regrouping this morning, you know, she found herself uh, getting a little annoyed. And then I was getting annoyed that she was getting a little annoyed because I had a different picture of maybe what my plans were for the day. And uh I realized during our discussion, and so did she, that, you know, I need to see it. So the solution for me being a visionary is for her to provide me the facts in a way that I can put up on my project board or put into my to-do list so that I see this as a routine. Because what's funny about it is once I see it, I never forget it, or it becomes a part of what I'm going to do. So there's a very simple explanation as to how practical the four gifts are. And her sensitivity, she was working with her guidance while we were regrouping, and they gave her that insight. You know, Tom needs to see it. He needs a picture. So we have what's called a project board and I list all my projects and my schedule for the day and that kind of thing. And I love to see it. I love to see it up on a a calendar or up on a board. So now she's high in vision as well. It's her second gift. So that's easy for her to communicate that way to me. But I noticed that often in business, when I've been uh, working for somebody else, let's say, and I notice this with other folks as well, is that when there's somebody in charge. You know, you might say they have the power. And so, you know, it's very easy to acquiesce to what somebody else's schedule is or our clients deadlines and that kind of thing. And, uh, so we, we get away with it, but, you know, people are uncomfortable or I've often been uncomfortable in that kind of an experience. And so the key is, is to learn to work with spirit, which unfolds me. And my ability to attract, you know, more positive experiences to know how to communicate more clearly with each other. So there was just a real practical uh, situation that occurred, you know, just this morning that I thought would be good to share. Now, in addition, being a soul, you know, means that we're energy and uh, we always have been. We always will be. And uh, we, you know, energy is not never created nor destroyed. Apparently. And, uh, you know, so in your feelings, you know, you will relate to that statement. In your intellect, you try to understand it. You know, that's your brain. You try to make sense of it. And there may be a discernment of what that feeling is. But if you don't go to your true feelings, if you don't go to your soul sensitivity, you may not relate to those kinds of statements. Uh, we all have a spiritual thrust. And I'd like to read a little excerpt from this book that I uh, alluded to before. Spiritual thrust. You have a life purpose that you alone can fulfill. You have a unique vibration through which you express your purpose when you are being the authentic, real you. I'll read that sentence again. You have a unique vibration through which you express your purpose when you are being the authentic, real you. We call that vibration your spiritual thrust. There are some areas of life that fit with your unique purpose and other areas of life that don't. You can learn to discover what your purpose is and then how to make it fit within the outer world. So you are truly living your niche in life. So I'll read it one more time. You have a life purpose that you alone can fulfill You have a unique vibration through which you express your purpose when you are being the authentic, real you. We call vibration your spiritual thrust. We call that vibration your spiritual thrust. There are some areas of life that fit with your unique purpose and other areas of life that don't. You can learn to discover what your purpose is and then how to make it fit within the outer world. So you are truly living your niche in life. And that's an excerpt from you, your purpose and your intuition, uh, copyright 2019 by Alley Creative. And, uh, you can, uh, get that booklet for free, a PDF. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so you can download that short little booklet. So in business, my feeling is I attract customers, clients and business colleagues because of my spiritual thrust maybe not all of me uh, or everybody's attracted because of my spiritual thrust but many people around me probably are and my thrust is to be happy and free so let's take that situation i was talking about this morning i at first i was feeling hemmed in by teresa's deadlines and I was surprised by her deadline. And I thought, now she's told me this before. Why isn't it sinking in? But once I have what's going on on my project board, once I see it, I feel free. There's something about it. It's not somebody telling me what to do anymore. It's not somebody, uh you know, making me do something. It's allowing me to work with my sensitivity and what's needed and you know like i say once i see it once i come once i'm organized with what i need to do it's amazing how i get those things done it's just almost i don't even think about it i uh, don't even often have to refer to the checklist because i just end up doing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and then at the end of the day it's really important to regroup well what did i get out of that opportunity and uh Another little experience that I've had recently is, you know, uh, many of you probably can relate that I'll be working on a project and all of a sudden, for example, the other day I was working with QuickBooks and I went to add some per diem rates for expenses for our trips. And I found out that my bookkeeper had put a password on the 2023 books. And so I was annoyed. I was annoyed because I had this picture in my mind that I wanted to get certain things done and uh, it was taking me longer than I kind of anticipated it would. So, you know, I, of course, communicated to her and she gave me the solution and the password and that kind of thing. And it wasn't really a big deal, but I had to make sure that even though I had this idea or picture that I was going to complete that work within a specific afternoon, I had to wait to, you know, talk to my bookkeeper. And of course I had other things I could do and I did. Um, but the key for me is, is not necessarily being frustrated with what I didn't accomplish. It's more just tuning into what I did accomplish, seeing it from that positive perspective. You know, many people in business and in sales have been involved in positive thinking, you know, or Dale Carnegie and that kind of thing. And there's so much power in all that. Because we are energy, and uh, the more positive I am, the more positive experiences I attract to me. This is something I found to be true, but boy, it takes some discipline sometimes to be positive, uh, especially about certain situations that that seem to come up. So the more that I am, the easier it is Now, I took a look at that experience and I said, "You know, well, what I did accomplish was I communicated to the bookkeeper, I found out what the setup was. I had organized my spreadsheet so that it was easy entry. So once I tuned into what I did accomplish and felt good about it, it was amazing how that frustration just left. So there's kind of a big key, you know, because many of us find we're frustrated at work. You know, either our colleagues uh, don't hear what we've got to say or they're not meeting the deadlines. And I've, I've worked with board of directors of companies and these people do the same things as the average customer service rep or the average salesperson or the average engineer. You know, whenever you get a team of people together, no matter high, how high falutin they might be in the corporate structure, I find the same things happen. You know, there's a lack of communicating, you know, there's this frustration that things don't get done and uh, a lack of looking positively at what we've accomplished. So having said that, it's always important to be realistic about what you're accomplishing. So when I evaluate that day, you know, I can say, well, I could have been more realistic. I could have checked with my guidance or just checked with my true feelings or my sensitivity that I have everything I need. Was that really the best timing to complete that project? So, um, forewarned is a little bit forearmed. And that's another way that I work with my sensitivity and my guidance. So, as a soul, we're energy. We have a unique purpose and we have a unique vibration through which we express our purpose when we're being the authentic, real you or real me. And we have four spiritual gifts that we have different ways of percept. Perceiving or four types of perception. And, uh, it's important that you learn what your, what your gift order is. And I find that life's a bit of an unfolding. You know, I've learned more about being a visionary by being a visionary and, uh, where I fit in business situations has a lot to do with the fact that my first gift is vision because it's very easy for me to see the overall picture and how everybody else can fit in. Uh, I thought everybody could do that, but that's a strength that I have just being a visionary. Uh, now another area that I want to share about is that when you're in business, you're going to face situations like I did this morning with Teresa. I'm in business with her that are going to spark or stimulate you, you know, that, Not everything is hunky-dory, wonderful, you know, uh, grins and giggles and bubbles and all those kinds of things, but things when you are on a effective team, it's a wonderful feeling, you know, uh, being attracted to uh, that high level of organization and accomplishment. There's nothing like it. You know, there's uh, many of you uh, probably played sports or been in a band. I've done those kinds of things. I've been on highly effective teams. You know, I used to be an FBI agent and the training was so good or uh, the the teamwork was so good that it's very fulfilling, you know, so uh, being able to rise to that occasion and work with each other effectively is just a lot of fun. And that's why people like those opportunities. You know, that's why they love playing, being a pro sport or playing at a high level. You know, there's a lot of opportunity there. Now, we don't all have to do that to, you know, fulfill our purpose. And, uh, you know, a smooth family uh, operating together as a team can be very fulfilling. So it doesn't really matter what you're doing. You know, uh, it's the, the importance is what am I learning from it? And uh, being around people. You're going to be around people that are attracted to your thrust. So my thrust is to be happy and free. And one of the things that uh, my friends have told me that have worked with me in business who are aware of spiritual things, uh, in fact, one one colleague partic- in particular always says, you know, when I'm around your aura, I mean, all these ideas, I just feel free. And I, you know, there's, you just always, you're happy. And I thought, that's funny because I don't always think I'm happy. <laughs> Uh, but when I reflected upon really how I operate, I go, yeah, I, I am really, I mean, it's hard to get me to take things too seriously. I take things seriously, but not, I always see the lightness in it. And, uh, you know, kind of, it's a tendency I have, you know, when I'm relaxed. So, uh, we're going to attract people to stimulate areas where we need to grow. That's really what I'm talking about. So. To find more happiness or peacefulness or to maintain my enthusiasm in business, it's important that I remember that, that uh, I'm going to find some sticking points. But if I can work with my sensitivity, number one, work with my inner wisdom, you know, that's maybe lifetimes of experience or tuning into that universal wisdom that's available. Doesn't that sound weird? But it's true. Uh, and then recheck with my spiritual guidance uh, because they're not going to do it for me. You know, they, they are not going to make decisions for me, but they can give me that insight or that bigger picture perspective uh, or solutions, help me with solutions so that I can communicate more effectively in the future or so things run smoother. And, uh, you know, once I do that, once I find a solution, it turns that, little niggly opportunity, you know, or that not so fun experience at work into like a million dollar learning experience. You know, there's, there's a lot of fulfillment in that. So that's how I maintain my enthusiasm. But, uh, you know, I hate to talk about the sticking points so much because we have so much of that on the internet, but I have to be real about, uh, you know the things that come along and there's something natural about us you know we can have 90% a great day and then we'll tend to focus on the 10% that didn't quite go our way so what i'm talking about here is really just polishing uh you know just uh removing that that few percent of uh, uh you know awkward experiences or uh kind of coming up against the same old pattern so Anyway, uh, people often ask me how to attract the best opportunity for their thrust. And some of the notes that I've made as I've reflected with guidance and I've reflected on, uh, my opportunities, as you know, I've been a recruitment consultant for many years and I've interviewed, I don't know, thousands. I'll do the numbers someday, but you know, lots of people and from all walks of all levels of business. and. One of the key things is to realize, you know, what you're good at. Evaluate what you're good at. What you would like to be good at is the second thing and what you have been trained to do. But keep in mind what turns you on. So in other words, you might ask yourself, what is the thing I do that I most enjoy doing? Organize yourself to do more of that. Look for those kinds of opportunities. Now, what does organizing myself mean? Well, it's as simple as if you want to work as a doctor in the medical field. Well, you know, you need to organize, you need to get some training. You know, in our society, that requires some training and certifications, et cetera, et cetera. And we have more and more of that in the world these days. So for me, organizing yourself means Getting the facts or training to do the job. So I start with a feeling. The feeling is I love communicating or I love to uh, stand in front of people and talk and I love to make jokes. And uh, those of you who know me well know that I love to be spontaneous and creative with what I'm sharing. Uh, in this podcast, I tend to be a bit more to the and in business-like, but uh, I find that I get really turned on and stimulated by other people's energies and thrusts. And so that really helps me. So I know that for my happiness, I need to work and communicate with people. I need to be in that, a positive environment. So I have a feeling for that, right? Now, organizing myself is really just taking a look at, well, You know, I've been trained to do this, I've been trained to do that. So, sales or marketing are the areas that I've been attracted to, even though I have technical training as an electrical engineer. uh, Whatever I've been involved with in business involves a lot of communication and it involves working with people. So, it was kind of a natural for me to be involved in recruitment consulting. Now, recruitment consulting can be a dog eat dog world. I mean, it can be very competitive. Uh, especially when you find good clients and there's always somebody that would like to have your clients. So I want to mention that because that's realistic. But if I'm focusing on that part of it, then there will be no joy in it. But if I focus on the the fact that I gave somebody a little uh enlightened perspective of their opportunity or I helped them transition from one opportunity or one job to another job and see things from a more positive angle based on my experience. Now, there's a bit of fulfillment in that. And we all love to be fulfilled. So, you know, there's always going to be a need to provide a product or service in business. Planet Earth, we have to sell stuff. I mean, even if you're in a socialistic society and you're not in, say, a free market society, you've got to do something for a living. You know, you're going to be a bureaucrat of some type, and you provide some kind of service. It's just the system or the structure is different between those, you know, say a free market system and maybe a socialistic system. And I'm not, uh, I don't really wouldn't want to get into a discussion right now about what's better or worse of those two systems. I prefer freedom. My thrust is to be happy and free. I am confident in my abilities. I was raised in an environment. Which gave me a lot of support to be confident in my abilities. I, my grandfather and my father were business people who were, uh, work for themselves. And my grandfather was somewhat entrepreneurial, you might say. And my father was somewhat entrepreneurial, you know, in that regard. So I liked that kind of thing and I saw successful people. So I enjoyed that. But, you know, other folks don't have the same experience, uh they haven't been, you know, nurtured in those areas and they may not be as confident. So uh you know, I just always keep that in mind when I'm working with people. Not everybody comes from my perspective or my background. But one of the key things you can do as well is when it comes to your uh job, if you're not so happy in it, uh if you're working in an environment that's not really supportive, um or you just don't flat out enjoy it as much or the tasks seem tedious, you know, just remember you're renting your time. You know, that's all you're doing. You are not the job. And just be aware of the parts of the job that you dislike. Set a goal to enjoy those aspects more. Because once I did that, I found that, there was a point where I could move on from it. It just, I didn't seem to attract that opportunity anymore. When I got used to routines, when I got used to uh, sometimes the mundane, uh, one of uh, one of the folks I listen to once in a while, or my Teresa listens to once in a while, it often says mastering the mundane. And, you know, it's almost like once I do that, I don't even notice it anymore. So it's not bothering me. And, uh, there's, uh, there's a good part about everything that we do. You know, sometimes even just filing things in a filing cabinet, you know, most of us at first, we don't really enjoy that too much, or many of us don't enjoy it too much. But, you know, there's at a certain time of the day when you're cleaning up your office and you're just organizing things. If I get into the feeling of what I'm doing, if I get into the feeling of the fact that I'm going to be better organized and those files will be easier to find later, and i've i've consolidated and put that energy away i can really enjoy the fact that i'm just going through the motions there's there's peace in that so anyway uh those are some of the things i wanted to share today we can talk more about niche and thrust in the next episode and uh remember that uh none of this is anything i can prove to you I'm just really willing and I enjoy sharing what's worked for me because it's really important that we balance that material and spiritual, you know, side of life. But the older that I get, the more obvious to me that everything is a spiritual opportunity. Thank you for letting me share.